0: wrong in this situation He took a pitch in the back He got beamed for crying out loud heart We used heart attack Please. Managers on a Major League Baseball team Don't make decisions the Credibility in this situation Is worse than losing your job Was it over with the bomb Bob The castration of the Major League Baseball managers We know it Ask me about my win the decision that unified a PGA Tour and the Live Tour when it comes to professional golf may become one of the more integral and iconic decisions made in sports history. And right off the bat, it makes me think of the likes of the ABA and the NBA merger, the NFL and the AFL merger, going back well over 100 years to baseball when the leagues the national league and the american leagues almost merged and started doing the world series and having that have some value my question to you as the legominal point of the show is what is the biggest what merger of professional sports the same sport together has had the biggest impact on the world of sports i'm leaning towards afl nfl let me know if you feel differently A little bit of a somber note when it comes to Jacob deGrom. One of the best pitchers in baseball and to me somebody that really has been on a track to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Him having Tommy John surgery likely uh, ending at least the next calendar year or so. Signed a big deal with the Texas Rangers. First element as far as pay. Listen, this guy's getting paid for what he did in the past. He was underpaid in in the years of uh, 2018 to 2021. And if you look at that stretch, and I look at it because I'm a baseball fan, and I've had the chance to watch one of the better pitchers in the history of the game. And I feel like watching DeGrom from the years of 2018 to 2021, which was the most dominance of a single pitcher. You got to go back to maybe... Pedro Martinez in his early Red Sox years from, what, you know, 99 to 2003. You want to talk about Bob Gibson, what you saw in the 1968 season. You want to talk about some other dominant pitchers that had stretches like Jake had over the course of four years. And by the way, you know, you give him the Cy Young in 2018 and 2019. The 2020 season, he wasn't hurt was available for every one of his starts. Of course, that was the COVID season, 60 games, the whole thing. Finished top 3 in the Cy Young, was good, but you know, a smaller sample size, 11 starts, you know, may not have seen the best of what he could have done that year, but what he carried over and did at the beginning of the 2021 season was probably some of the best baseball pitch that I've ever seen in my lifetime. That season that he was off to in regards to the start and the 15 starts and a slightly over one ERA and all those strikeouts and just uh, looking like a man amongst boys. It was just an incredible sight. One issue I have with Jake, and I I hope that he considers this as he goes through his rehab, and obviously he's going to get back on the field at some point. Yeah, you know, there's uh, certainly things against you when you have that second Tommy John surgery, which Jake had initially back in his early time in the minor leagues with the Mets. And I remember the first game that I ever saw Jake pitch was for the Savannah Sand Nats, and I had no idea who he was, nor did really anybody that was at that game. But yeah, you know, he went out there. I think he threw like five scoreless. He was a little bit older than a lot of the pitchers and the position players in that game because he was recovering from Tommy John surgery. But you know, here's somebody that over the last I don't know five, six years or so has insisted on throwing just about every pitch max effort. You know, hitting the radar gun well over a hundred for a starting pitcher is not so common in the game today. Justin Verlander, who basically took his place in the New York Mets rotation, can probably explain better about having that fastball to be able to crank up into such high velocity but not use it on every single pitch, not max out every single pitch to have a little left in reserve to throw later in the games, but... To me, that's not the issue with Jake, and I'm wondering, from you know, an elbow and arm constructing standpoint, whether it behooves Jake to even consider throwing as hard as he has over the last five years or so. Yes, when he's on the mound, it's one of the greatest sights. I mean, I hopefully I you know painted the correct picture when it comes to what I've seen and what I've had the opportunity to watch from being a fan of Jacob deGrom and watching him on the mound and dominate uh, my favorite sport like I have never seen in person and like we've seen very few times in the history of the sport. And I look at Jake, and I, I wish him the best. I obviously want to see him back on the mound uh, competing. Um, I don't care who it's for. You know, he's, he's pitching for the Texas Rangers now. I said that, hey, the combination of Degrom and Bochy, and this was long before it even happened, you know, would intrigue me a little bit. Would get me to kind of watch a little Texas Rangers baseball. And by the way, they're in first place in a division that you could say may have been maybe one of the best in baseball. It's got the defending World Series champion Astros. The Seattle Mariners were in the playoffs last year. The Angels seem like they're better. The only team that sucks ass in that division is the Oakland Athletics, and you know that they're not even trying. The owner, the ownership, has basically said, "You know, screw you, screw the fans, screw the organization. I don't want any talent on this field that's going to be required to make any money." And baseball hopefully is moving in the right direction and trying to get that team away from the owner that doesn't deserve to own a professional baseball team. So we're going to get right into today's Saving Sports History segment. And on this day, today is the 7th day of June 2023. So other June 7th happenings. On 1966, the New York Mets made a decision to take catcher Steve Chilcott, with the number one overall pick passing on future Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson. A lot of Major League Baseball drafts happened on this day in sports history. 1967, the Yankees took first baseman and eventually the first designated hitter, Ron Bloomberg, with the number one overall pick. 1973, the Texas Rangers took talented pitcher David Clyde. The Padres in 1974 selected Bill Allman. The Chicago White Sox in 1977 took Harold Baines. And in 1986, the Pittsburgh Pirates selected infielder Jeff King with the number one overall pick. And then in 2010, the Washington Nationals selected superstar Bryce Harper with the number one overall pick. Now, in 1978, the Seattle Supersonics won the NBA championship Four games to three over the Washington Bullets. 1980, Chris Everett wins the French Open. She would also win the French Open on this day in 1986. Bjorn Borg wins the French Open in 1981. That was his 11th and final Grand Slam title. 1983, Steve Carlton, one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball, let alone the fact that he was left-handed and where he ranks amongst left-handed pitchers, probably one of the top one, two, or three of all-time as a Southpaw, for a brief time, was the all-time Major League Baseball strikeout leader when he got his 3,552nd passing, Nolan Ryan. And, of course, that was a temporary thing. Stanley Cup Finals, 1997. The Detroit Red Wings won their first Stanley Cup championship since 1955, their eighth overall, four games to two over the Philadelphia Flyers. 2004, the Tampa Bay Lightning won their first NHL Stanley Cup championship and the first championship in the city of Tampa. Four games to three over the Calgary Flames. And in 2018, the Washington Capitals beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights four games to one. The Golden Knights, of course, look to win their first Stanley Cup this year. Births on this day. Uh, longtime Major League Baseball pitcher and announcer Herb Score was born on this day in 1933. Uh, legendary Yankees catcher Thurman Munson was born on this day in 1947. NHL Hall of Fame forward Mike Medano was born on this day in 1970. And dominating scorer and NBA Hall of Famer, Alan Iverson, and one of my favorite players to watch over the course of my life as a basketball fan, was born on this day in 1975. Deaths, tragically, we lost Drazen Petrovic on this day in 1993. Very sad occurrence, and certainly a young man at the age of 28 taken so early in his life with so much more especially from a basketball standpoint to offer, was put in the Basketball Hall of Fame posthumously. And I'm kind of mixed on that. Not that you know I don't I, I understand his impact as a Croatian player and the fact that the Basketball Hall of Fame is for world basketball, it's not just the United States basketball, but Reggie Lewis, similarly died at a young age and had a a very good career for a couple years in the NBA. I think of Jose Fernandez when it comes to baseball, a pitcher that likely could have been on a Hall of Fame type of run, and he died at such a young age. So I just think that there should be more inclusion when it comes to players that lost their lives and not have one player get into a respective Hall of Fame and other players not considered. I hope that makes a little sense to you. Uh, In 2008, June 7th, we lost legendary and dominant broadcaster, Jim McKay. Really one of the top voices of ABC for many, many years. Uh, Those that were around at that time will never forget uh, his call during the tragic bombings in Munich during the Olympics. And he was really just one of the the best spoken sportscasters and somebody that I've listened to a lot of and can you know, if you're in, in the broadcasting world trying to get into that type of, of work, he's somebody you could really learn a lot from. And sadly he died in this day in, in two thousand eight. We also lost former Giants uh head football coach, got got him to the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens, Jim Fossil. On his day in 2021. This is the Passball Show. Brought to you by JohnPiele.com. By St. Iwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey. by two ways. One Passion Food Truck. Located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in hearing me flap my yap mouth. You can check me out on Apple Music. Spotify. Amazon Music. We'll be back with you soon. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you. On the other side. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather bound books. My apartment. Of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was gonna listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either gonna hit a home run or I'm gonna strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. i not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing a, a dude disguised as another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. What side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100% unequivocally that pitcher was throwing at them. Put their tail between their legs, and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You're damn well right. Better give him a contract extension. You're damn well right. Better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. <laughs>